Hi, my name is Ashlyn Crows from the Mississauga Junior Hurricanes, and you're listening to College Hockey Talks. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of College Hockey Talk. On today's podcast, I'm joined by Merrimack Hockey Commit and current player of the Mississauga Junior Hurricanes, Ashlyn Crows. Uh, welcome to the podcast, Ashlyn, and how's everything going? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. It's, you know, it's Friday. I'm excited for the weekend. I hope you are as well. It's Halloween weekend when we're recording this, for so sure. it should be fun. Yeah, for sure. Now, I want to start off this podcast just talking about how the season's been going for yourself in the PWHL, and how would you evaluate your team's overall performance this season? You know, I think we're doing good. We've had three regular season games, as well as we played in the Stony Creek Tournament, and we're competing really well, and I think we've been working hard, and I'm pretty happy with how we've been playing. Yeah, this is your first year playing with Mississauga, so what contributions do you want to make to the team this year, um, and how have you gone about doing that? I'm hoping to bring uh, a lot of positivity and good leadership. In Mississauga, we have a saying, and it's called "keep the jersey in, or leave the jersey in a better place." So that just means being better than how the organization was before, and always seeking to be better. So I just want to do that. I just want to come in, do my best, and help make the organization better. Yeah, how'd you get the opportunity to go to Mississauga? What made you want to transition to a different team in the PWHL? Um, I never really played for the Brampton Juniors, so I was kind of looking at any PWHL teams, and I, I was talking to the Mississauga coaches, and I did really like them, and I liked their philosophies, I guess. I liked the way that they ran the team, and I thought it would be good for me. Now, let's talk a little bit about this past offseason and how you were prepared for this new PWHL season. So how was your offseason overall last uh, summer? And did you do anything interesting, whether it was hockey-related or non-hockey-related? I mean, it was pretty good. I was trying to train five days a week, but I also work a part-time job at McDonald's. So having to balance, you know, hockey, training with work, and then seeing friends, I didn't really do anything too exciting, just training. Do you think that's going to benefit you when you go to college just because as a student athlete in college, you have to balance both um, academics and hockey at such a high level? I definitely do think it will. Like the part-time job, even though it's only four days a week, it's it takes a lot out of you. So I think being able to manage that with my schoolwork, my training, um, I think it'll be good for me going into college. Now, how's the job been overall uh, for yourself? I mean, it's okay. It's McDonald's. It's kind of gross, but... It, it's well and it's pretty flexible if I need a shift change they're they're okay to do that for me because they have so many workers that's good to hear well that's good to hear now like last year with um, many other hockey players uh, you probably faced a lot of challenges uh, for the off season just because the pandemic was still going on uh, mm -hmm. one of those challenges was probably finding ice time and also finding gyms as well um, how did yeah. you try to uh, manage those challenges and how did you deal with them uh, for this past offseason and how did it compare to the offseason of 2020? Yeah, so I, I honestly got on the ice as much as I could. During the summer, I was on the ice almost four times a week. And in my basement, I actually have a home gym. So the gym closures didn't really affect me that much. I was able to train all the way through. But the ice time, I, I tried to get on the ice four days a week. 
Yeah, and uh, is, it, is there a difference training at home versus in a gym setting? And do you think there's any benefits uh, training from home that you think you can see more in the ice uh, when you uh, actually start playing versus uh, being in the gym? I mean, the only time I've been in the gym has been team workouts. So I, I don't really have like gym experience outside of my house. I feel like it's nice having the gym in my basement because I'm able to work out whenever I want. And I know what equipment I have. I know what I can do and can't do. So it's nice because I know exactly what to expect and I can do it whenever I want to. Yeah. Was it hard to find ice time in the summer of 2020? And obviously you said you went on the ice four times a week uh, for this past summer. So did that change your approach at all for this off season compared to that one? Um, like just this off season, I just wanted to get on the ice as much as I could because in 2020, like, I don't, I don't even know how many times I was on the ice. It was, it was really hard to find ice time. You know, the odd time we had like a four on four game or a team practice, but it was only half the team. So as soon as we were able to jump on the ice more, I was just doing that. It just trying to get on whenever I could. Now, overall, how is training going for yourself and what are you working on the most uh, for your game uh, for this season? Um, training is good. I'm trying to lift three days a week, like during the season. Um, I'm just trying to improve my overall strength because going into college, obviously it's a big step up and I'm going to have to be stronger because anybody can bump anyone off the puck. So I'm just, I want to be stronger so that I can go in and do some damage. Yeah. that kind of answers my next question, but is that one area of your game that you're trying to, trying to improve on the most uh, for the season and, or is there some other part of your game you're trying to improve on or is it kind of just everything? I mean, strength, but also my mentality, like Sometimes I really struggle with my mental game, so it's easy for me to fall into a spiral if I get down on myself during the game. So I've, I've really been trying to work on that. I've been reading a book. It's called Hockey Tough. I don't know if you know that book. I have not read it, no. I read it um, a couple of summers ago, and I think I'm going to get back into it because it talks all about mental game and how you should prepare and how you should help build your mental strength, I guess, and that's what I'm working on the most. Yeah, definitely. Who's the author of that book? Um, I actually don't know. I can send it to you after that. That's okay. Yeah, that's not a problem at all. I just think it's really interesting to hear about that part of hockey because that's something I, just as a fan, don't really realize is just how important the confidence is for a player yeah. because it's so um, it's so hard to gain confidence, but it's so easy to lose confidence. And confidence uh, can be a big role in a player's game because if you're not confident, um, you might not want to take that extra shift or it might be hard to take that extra shift and go that extra mile to win that game. So I think it's definitely an important part of the game that it seems like it's starting to get more attention. At least more players are starting to focus more on it now in regards to their training. Yeah, no, for sure it is. And like for me, it's a really big part. Like like you said, confidence. I know that I can do certain things, but if I'm not confident in that moment, I might not be able to pull off a play, right? So it's just building that up for myself because I know that I'm better than how I play sometimes. Yeah. How do you try to build up confidence during a season? Because there's so many highs and lows that happen during the season. So what's the key for yourself to try to build up that confidence? Um, for me, I try to, after I make a mistake on the ice, I try to forget about it. I try to just think about what I'm going to be doing the next shift. And that way my confidence isn't too low, if that makes sense from that one mistake for me. I like to take a big drink of water and then spit it out as hard as I can. And for me, that's just letting go of the mistake and moving on to the next shift. And it's been helping, like it's helping me move past and not dwell on things that I've done in previous shifts, but also it doesn't work every time. It's just a little strategy of mine. 
Yeah, have you tried to ta- teach some of your teammates about that? Because you're obviously a senior uh, this year, so you're one of the leaders on the team. Is that something you're trying to teach some of the younger players, uh, how to try to not dwell on those mistakes? I mean, I try to just be encouraging whenever – like if there's a mistake and someone's obviously upset about it, just give them a tap on the back. It's okay. Don't worry about it. It's in the past. But, um, I mean, I haven't really opened up about my strategy. People probably don't know what I'm doing when I do mm-hmm. it. But, yeah. Now, uh, let's start uh, just talking about uh, the beginning of your hockey career and kind of work all the way up to where you are now um, with Mississauga. So you're from Canada. Uh, Just talk about where you grew up and how did you start playing hockey? Yeah, so I grew up in Milton, Ontario, and I still live there. And the first time I ever played hockey was because my cousin um, and my uncle were, were telling my mom that there was this opportunity in North Halton. So I used to play for the North Halton Twisters. Um, there was an opportunity to just step on the ice and kind of see how you like it. And I was screaming and crying. I did not want to get on the ice. Like my mom felt so bad, but I finally did. She got me on the ice and I skated for two hours. And when I got off, I was like, sign me up. I was three years old. Mm-hmm. I was three years old. And, and that was just, that was where it started. I played all the way up until Pee Wee in North Halton. Um, from there, I made the switch to Brampton up until Midget AA and now Mississauga. Yeah, and who was your favorite player growing up? Was it someone in the NHL or was it a woman's player on the national team? Uh, James Van Riemsdyk, for sure. He uh, used to play for Toronto, which is my team. And um, I just thought he was a big body up front and he, he grinded. Like, he worked hard. And he's Dutch, and so am I. So that was another another part that I liked about him. Yeah, was it hard for you to see him go to Philly or go back to Philly? Yeah, especially because that's my dad's team. So now my dad's <laughs> favorite team has my favorite player, and it's it's just annoying because I don't want to cheer for my dad's favorite team. Yeah, but at least, you, at least he's on a team that someone in your family watches, so that's one positive to take away from it. <laughs> I guess, yeah, if you look at it that way. Now I wanted to ask you about how you got the opportunity to play in the PWHL um, with Brampton. What's the process like for a Wee player or a Bantam player to get that opportunity to go up to juniors in that league? Yeah, I mean, I guess the coaches, they, they would watch our practices and they, they would kind of see how we play. They'd watch our games. And whenever the juniors would need someone to fill in a spot, you know, sometimes they call up a midget, but in Bantam, I was called up, I think, once or twice. And, uh, I mean, it, it really depends. Like, if just what they see and if they like it, then they'll call you up, I guess. But I think it's just scouting mm-hmm. and how you start off your junior career with Brampton like we talked about a little bit but just talk about your overall experience with Brampton and what you took away from it I mean so I was only really a call-up I wasn't actually on the team ever so um it was kind of scary because I was the youngest there obviously when I, I got called up in Bantam so it, it was very scary and I kind of felt awkward because I was so much younger but stepping into that game um it was definitely a big step up from from Bantam, and I was able to see how much faster and how much stronger the girls were. So just my biggest takeaway was just how much better the game is at the junior level. Yeah, was that your favorite memory with Brampton, kind of stepping on the ice in the PWHL for the first time after being called up? I mean, that was pretty cool, but another one of my favorite memories was Bantam AA, um, this medal right here. We nice. came third in the province, and – that was pretty exciting for me. Like that's, that's my best, uh, it's my best thing I've ever done in hockey. Really. It's, it's the biggest achievement so far medal wise. So 
that was one of my favorite memories too because it was really cool yeah just looking at your background there's a ton of medals there so that's pretty yeah. that's pretty interesting that that's your favorite one uh, yeah. uh so when you think about your time in brampton uh how did what was the biggest adjustment you had to make to the pwhl uh stepping on the ice for the first uh, time was it kind of the speed of the game or is there any physicality adjustment you have to make since you're going against players that are older than you there's a big time physicality difference like I remember someone knocked me over because I don't know, like I just, I got knocked off the puck and I was like looking for a penalty and they're like, no, like these aren't penalties here. Like you're allowed to go hard on the puck. So definitely physicality and definitely speed. Those are the two major differences. And how did you try to build up that physicality? I guess, uh, because that seems like that's a big adjustment for a lot of players that go into juniors, but also it's a big adjustment for uh, people once they get to college hockey to make that even higher step um, in the collegiate yeah. level. I mean, um, I'm pretty solid, like five, six, I guess I'm not sure, but I'm not tall either, but just understanding that I am strong and I am allowed to you know, like throw the body a little bit more. That's something that I had to adjust and get used to doing because you're not going to win puck battles. If you're not physical, you know, you're not going to win the puck if, if you don't angle someone off into the boards or whatever. So just, you know, understanding what I can do and being as physical as possible. That was one of the things that I had to adjust. Now, last season, your team didn't play any games. Um, what was your mindset like last year when there was so much uncertainty regarding your season? It was really hard. It was honestly really hard. It was difficult with motivation because I didn't know what I was getting ready for. And I was kind of losing hope as to like what we were going to be doing. Mind you, we did get to play um, a few four on four games, but it was like, there's no face-offs and, you know, you had yeah, it was only half your team at one time playing against the other team. And it was just, it was, it wasn't really hockey. It felt more like shinny and it was hard to, you know, be so serious about it. If that makes sense. It was, it was hard. It was tough. Yeah. How'd you get through that mental adjustment of the uncertainty, but also trying to have the motivation to continue to work hard uh, for the season? Um, I just kind of, I just pushed through it. You know, I just, I told myself, something's going to happen eventually, you know, we're not going to be stuck like this forever. So just keep training and keep working hard. And I did have my off days. I did have days where I was like, I don't know if I can do this. This is awful. What am I even training for? But I managed to grind through it because I knew that something was going to come eventually. Now, how did you try to get to know your new teammates last year when you weren't really seeing half of them uh, during practice when you had practice? It was honestly, it was hard. Like, I knew a couple of the girls because they had come from the Brampton junior team. So I've been called up with them before. And, um, you know, the new girls, just whenever we were in the dressing room, just trying to make conversation with everybody and anybody that you could, because I, I didn't know when we were going to be practicing the next time. Right. So it was just, you know, talking as much as I could in the dressing room. And then also online, we did do some virtual, you know, activities and team bonding, but it obviously wasn't the same. Yeah, and how do you know your teammates now? Has it been nice to kind of be seeing them all again uh, for practices and stuff? And what's that adjustment been like for yourself? It's been so awesome. Like I just my favorite part of hockey, well, not my favorite part, but one of my favorite parts is just going to the dressing room, seeing my teammates, you know, um, interacting with everybody. So that was my I was so happy when we could finally, you know, practice consistently and have everybody in the room and, you know, just just get to bond, I guess it was. It was really fun, and I'm really happy about it. Now, what did you do last year, and what would have normally been your season? Just schoolwork or just trying to – any hockey things you got to do during that time? It seemed like it was pretty restricted. 
Yeah. So like just the four on four games, as I said, and just working out, um, I would get on the ice the odd time when I could, but again, it wasn't very available. So yeah, I just, I did school, but it was online. So it was kind of like, I don't know. It was hard because I felt like I didn't have to do it, but I did, but mm-hmm. yeah, schoolwork and then training, I guess. Has it been nice to kind of get back to normal schooling, I guess? I don't know what it's like up in Canada, but I assume it's kind of the same here. Yeah. So we like, we get to do in-person learning, um, class sizes are normal again. We're there all day. So I really like that because online just, it isn't for me. I hate not being able to ask the teacher questions. Um, and it's hard for me to pay attention when I'm online. So it's been really nice to get back into the normal swing of things kind of. Um, yeah. Yeah. The one thing I do like about online classes, I don't know if you feel the same way is it makes life a little more convenient just because you don't need to travel to different places. I know for college, you're going from your dorm room to class, then to another class. So it's a kind of a time consuming thing, but just to have it online was nice. I don't know if you felt the same way about that. Yeah. I mean, like it it was in a way convenient because I can make breakfast while my teacher's talking, but like at the same time, it was just, it, it's not something for me. I just didn't like it. I'd rather be in, in school. Yeah, I feel like you learn better when you're in person just because the interaction with the teacher is more, um, I just think it's a more better way to learn. Yeah, I, le- I learn way better in person. Well, I'm glad you're back in person classes. Now, let's start off talking about this season in the PWHL. So how what was the process like for kind of getting rid of rust uh, when you first started playing games? And uh, how did you try to build the chemistry with your teammates after not really playing with them uh, for quite some time last year? It was frustrating. Like it was frustrating to try and get the rust off. Obviously it was a big adjustment being thrown into these high intensity games after not really being able to play for a year. Um, But I'm getting used to it. Like I'm still, I'm still not at the level that I want to be at, but I'm getting there slowly. So it's good to be, you know, back playing obviously and I'm working off the rust and then the girls just practice practice with the girls it it honestly has built the team chemistry so much like from our first game we got to play against the alumni of Mississauga and that was an ugly game but honestly by the third game we were we were passing like we were hitting hitting our passes we knew where we were going to be and we can only get better from there so just practicing with everyone has made it a lot easier who are some of the Mississauga alumni um we played against like Jackie Grosso um uh like Mika Chang was there Maddie Primo some of those girls that have just moved on oh that's nice it was it was it nice to kind of talk I don't know if you had the chance to talk to them after the game just about their experiences but was that nice for yourself if you got to do that yeah like like I I like them they they were on the team last year when we didn't really have a team like we didn't have hockey really but they were still on the team and I liked interacting with them now, what's been the biggest improvement you've made to your game uh, since last year? Um, my shot. I worked a lot on my shot um, in the summer with shooting coach Mike Crampton. He's with Just Shoot It in Oakville. But um, he's really helped me get better with my shot and just snap the puck. Yeah, and what type of leadership are you trying to bring to the team this year? I know we kind of talked about it with the encouragement uh, when, when, when some of your teammates feel down, but are you trying to be more of a vocal leader in the locker room or – kind of a lead by example type of player? I mean, I definitely 
as you said, like try to encourage my teammates as much as I can being vocal, but in the locker room before games, like I don't, I don't talk. I just, I sit there and I focus. And I think that's kind of, I guess, setting an example. I, I just, I focus really hard before games. So I'm not very vocal before games. Now, what are your goals and expectations for yourself and for your team as the season goes on this year? I mean, I just, I really hope to compete. You know, I really want to win as many games as we can, obviously. And it would be awesome to be in the championship. But just just for the team, I really hope that we're we're competing at the level that I know that we can, you know, because that's all you can really ask for. Now, whenever I have players and juniors on, I kind of like to ask about one teammate you get to play with. So what's it like to play with Rhea Hicks and just talk about the connection that you two have, especially since she's committed to go to Syracuse next year? Yeah, no, I love her. She's awesome. She works hard on the ice and she's been so encouraging. And I've been playing with her since Pee Wee. Like when I moved to Brampton, her dad was a coach. Like she was one of my teammates and she's one of my best friends. Like she's such a good person on the ice, but also off the ice. Like we hang out, we hang out quite often. She's, she's awesome. Yeah. Is it kind of nice to grow up with someone um, just throughout your hockey career, but also personally as well? Yeah, like it's been cool because we've been friends obviously since Pee Wee, so it's pretty young. And just being able to go through the junior experience with her as well, like she's one of my best friends, so it's just awesome that I've been able to do that with her. Now let's talk a little bit about your college um, kind of hockey connection. So you recently committed to Merrimack. Uh, Just talk about your recruitment process and what made you want to commit there versus other schools you might have looked at. Mm -hmm, Yeah, so I committed in grade nine which is relatively early. Um, I had been talking to the coaching staff and they were pretty nice and they were easy to talk to. And my teammate, Sydney Lynch, was also talking to Merrimack at the time. So we planned this weekend and we went up to Boston, you know, checked out the campus, watched the team play. And both of us loved the school. Like we, we loved the campus. We liked that it was small, but it just, it just felt right. So we, both of us, just we decided they they offered and we were like yeah we want to do it we want to go there so it's going to be really fun going with her because she's also one of my best friends and um yeah I'm excited I'm excited to get started yeah um what's your thoughts on just on the campus and the New England scene I loved it like I every time we go to Boston we would go there in the summer sometimes for Beantown I just I loved it there I thought it was so cool I liked how the beach was only 30 minutes away. Like it, it was really fun. And I like the city and I just, the campus is so, I don't know. It just felt right. It felt right at home. Yeah. Um, have you been there in the winter time just because that must be tough not being able to go to the beach in that, in that um, season. <laughs> yeah, I did go in the winter and um, you know, I kept myself busy. It was nice. That's awesome. Well, do you know anyone on the team currently? And what's the communication like between you and Merrimack now? Um, I know with Sarah Hurst. I don't know. I thought she was supposed to go last year. I'm not really sure when she's going, but I do know her. We played novice hockey together. So um, whenever she goes, I guess I'll see her. But uh, yeah, I sorry. What was the other part of the question? <laughs> Oh, just what's the communication now like oh. with uh, Merrimack and yourself? Um, is there kind of no communication after the commitment process? Or is there like, are they trying to like help you uh, develop in juniors before you commit to the school or go to the school for the first time? I mean, we talk a lot. We do talk a lot. We'll arrange phone calls every now and then. And we are constantly texting. So it's nice. I just actually finished my application 
So I was talking to uh, the coaches a lot about just questions regarding that. Um, but like, no, like they, they've kept in contact with me even throughout COVID when I wasn't really practicing or playing, they were still talking to me all the time just to make sure I was doing all right, seeing how I'm doing, stuff like that. Yeah, is that nice for yourself to know that the school cares about you and your development um, even before you go to college? Yeah, like that's definitely something that um, I like about it because I know that they, it makes me feel like they care about me. Like, you know what I mean? It just feels nice that they want to know how I'm doing and, you know, how I'm tr- how I'm doing with training. And I don't know, it just it felt nice. Now, for college hockey fans that have never seen you play before, uh, just describe your game to them and what do you hope to bring to Merrimack um, in the 2022-23 season? Yeah, um, I'm a hard worker. And I try to use my size and strength to my, my, my advantage. I try to play a pretty physical game. So in 2022 to the 23 season, I really hope to bring my game because I know that I can come in and I can work hard. And I just want to, you know, continue to develop my strengths that I can bring that aspect of my game too. Yeah, do you, do you ever uh, – I know hitting isn't allowed in women's hockey, but I have to ask, uh, since you think you're a physical player – uh, do you think it should be allowed and do you think that would benefit your game? I mean, it would be fun. <laughs> it would be a lot of fun, I think. But um, I feel like it would also kind of slow down the game, if that makes sense. Like when you're out there, you don't really have to worry about it. Well, you do because there might be some player that just chooses to. But, you know, I feel like it would really slow down the game. But it would definitely be fun. Like body checking penalties are no fun. Yeah. I feel like refs sometimes are super strict about it and then sometimes they're super lenient about it. So I feel like depending on the ref you might have, it has a dramatic effect on how the game plays out. It depending on how they see a body check. Yeah. It, it like, it really depends, but sometimes when the the refs let it go, then they have to let it go with the other team and the game kind of gets out of control in that aspect. So I don't know. It definitely depends on the refs, but it can get pretty dirty. What's the biggest body check you've ever thrown in a game? I'm just curious. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not a dirty player. I know that that's a penalty. I actually got one, like, in Stony Creek. For I swear I didn't do anything. I swear mm-hmm. I didn't do anything. It's just the girl fell. But uh, I, haven't, I don't really do anything dirty. I kind of just play my game. Mm-hmm. I've definitely gotten hit. <laughs> that's for sure. But I don't really – I don't hit people as much. I just try to angle them out cleanly. What's the biggest, I guess, check that you've received uh, uh, the opposite way, I guess? Literally a headshot, like, from behind. It was brutal. It was so brutal. It Like, I was fine. I didn't get hurt or anything, but I was just like, whoa, that was uncalled for. Oh, yeah, those checks, uh, even in men's hockey, I feel like it's just you don't want to see it. But, no, luckily you got up and you're okay from that. So that's all that matters. Mm-hmm. Was there a penalty on the player? No, I feel like that was. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. the team got to pay for it a little bit by a lot exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Now, have you been watching college hockey at all this year? I mean, I haven't been watching full games, but I have seen like little clips here and there. Um, I've also streamed some of the Merrimack games and watched portions that I was able to, but I haven't watched it like religiously or anything. Yeah, just what's your thoughts on Merrimack this year? It seems like they've made some improvements from last season. They're given a lot of teams a lot of troubles, it feels like, just from portions I've watched. Yeah, like the, the games are getting closer. 
they're definitely not just complete wipes anymore. Like it's, it's the games are getting closer and it's pretty exciting to hear about. And, you know, the coaching staff is excited too. So it's awesome. And I'm so excited to go there. I'm so excited. Who do you think is going to win the national championship this year? Any predictions? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I want Northeastern because I have a family friend that plays on that team, Megan Carter. And, um, I think it'd be so cool for her to win. Yeah, especially since they came so close uh, last season. Yeah. Well, let's transition into the non-hockey segment of the podcast where I just ask you some non-hockey questions to kind of get to know sure. you a little bit off yeah. the ice. So my first non-hockey question to you is what music uh, do you like to listen to? Well, it depends. So if I'm in a country mood, I'll listen to country. If I'm in like a rap mood, I'll listen to rap. But before games... I like EDM music in the car, <laughs> some Calvin Harris. Um, but then in the dressing room, I listen to rock and rap, and that's it before the game. My favorite song before game, it's called Welcome to the Rodeo. I don't I've know. I've never if you heard that. that. It's so hype. <laughs> Who's it by? It's Lil Skies. Oh, I've actually never heard of that uh, rapper yeah. before. He, he's, a, like, he's not awesome, but that one song, I love it. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, I'm kind of the same way. I don't know if you do this, but I have, like, genre playlists. So I have, like, mm-hmm. my rock playlist, my EDM playlist, my hip-hop playlist. So whatever mood I'm in, I just can click to that playlist and listen to those songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, I've been listening to my country one all week and on a big country grind. <laughs> yeah, I know. I feel like maybe it's because the and it's the summer. Even though it's not technically the summer anymore, it's still trying to hang on to the last hopes of it before it starts getting really cold. Yeah, exactly. Now, next on hockey question is, if there was a movie made about your life, um, who would you want to play yourself and why? I would want Scarlett Johansson because she was so cool in all those superhero movies and she was just so determined and hardworking. Like, I just, I feel like she would fill the role. She would make me look so cool. And you get to say that Scarlett Johansson played you in a movie, which not many people get to say. Black Widow played my character. Come on now. (laughs) <laughs> For me, I would probably go with Leonardo DiCaprio. It's kind of the same reason. Like, I think he seems like a cool guy, but also it would just be cool to say that Leonardo DiCaprio played me in a movie, even though he looked nothing like. I just think it would be cool <laughs> to say that. Yeah, exactly. Now, who is the funniest teammate you have uh, with the Hurricanes? I mean, I find that everybody makes me laugh. Everybody has a great sense of humor, but Claudia Hennigan gets me laughing the most like her and I can just feed off each other just cracking joke after joke after joke and it's just it's hilarious it's it's really funny and it happens every time we see each other just go on these chains of jokes and it's just it's really funny we're both dying any uh, examples of the jokes or you kind of have to be there to see it kind of have to be there to see it like it's it's hard to describe and they're Mm -hmm. all like little inside jokes that just get us going it's so it's it's hilarious but, you yeah. obviously have the best style on the team besides <laughs> yourself um who has the best style um i think i i think i gotta go with emma fuwaka she uh she's always showing up in the coolest clothes and then even her on ice style is just sick do they make you uh, wear like a, a suit for a game like in juniors i don't know if it's i know it's different i know in college hockey they make you i didn't know they let you do that in juniors yeah so my team has a blue quarter zip um, with the Mississauga logo right here and then the Under Armour logo or whatever. And then we have to wear brown khaki pants and dress shoes. So it's not a full-on 
suit. I did in Brampton. I had to wear a white blouse and dress pants, but in Mississauga, it's not a full-on dress-up suit or whatever, but it is, like, something fancier than just showing up in your warm-up gear. Yeah. Do you like having the looser um, dress code, I guess? Because I know the Toronto Maple Leafs, they're loosening up their dress code. Part of me likes it because it makes you more creative with your outfits, but I also kind of like having and wearing a suit before a game just because it makes things more professional. Yeah, like, I mean, our dress code still isn't, like, completely loose. Like, we have to wear the, the khakis. We have to wear the, the quarter zip. But I do like that it's not a button-up shirt. I find those so uncomfortable. Like, I'm really glad that it's something that I feel I can sit in. Mm-hmm. And um, even the khaki pants, like, you can find stretchy ones. So it's comfortable in the car. So I, I don't mind it. But it's still pretty strict. Like, we have to wear the brown pants. Yeah. Well, it's better that I, well, I, I know, I, I know the Mississauga Instagram account followed college hockey talk. So shout out to whoever runs yeah. the Instagram account, but I saw that you guys kind of got like new equipments. It looked pretty nice. I don't know what, what your thoughts on it were. Yeah, no, honestly, getting new gear is like Christmas. It's better than Christmas. It's my favorite thing. Just walking in and seeing my stall with all the new stuff. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. I love it. Yeah, especially with the Ar- Under Armour, I think it makes it look uh, more professional, more comfortable too. This is from this year. Awesome. I'm wearing Under Armour too, but it's a Yukon sweatshirt, so a little bit different. <laughs> a little bit different, yeah. So and, and so, since it is almost Halloween, I decided to ask some Halloween theme questions. So my <laughs> first one is uh, just what's your overall thoughts on the holiday? Do you think it's overrated or do you really like it? I know some people are different about it. I mean, I have fun dressing up and you know hanging with my friends. But, uh, I mean, trick-or-treating, like, that's just, that's a crazy thing, actually. Like, if you think about it, just oh, going yeah. to random people's houses, <laughs> collecting candy, like, it's, it's kind of weird and random. But uh, I always had fun with it growing up. I love dressing up in my costume just for a day. It's pretty cool. But uh, nowadays, I like just hanging out with my friends. Yeah, no, I think it's kind of funny because all throughout your whole life, you're told not to take things from strangers. Exactly. You can go to their house and get candy. It is kind of funny when you think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah. My overall thoughts on Halloween is it's not definitely not my favorite holiday. I'm more of a Christmas guy, but I guess if you want to have fun with it, go for it. But I'm I'm not, I haven't dressed up in like years. It's been, it's been a while. uh, So I'm not really that. I'm maybe it's just maybe I'm kind of a Halloween um, Scrooge. Maybe that's just me. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, that's funny. No, like it, it's all right. It's all right. Yeah. This Thanksgiving. It's my favorite holiday. Oh, Thanksgiving's awesome, especially since I know it's not this way in Canada, but you get Halloween, then you get Thanksgiving, and then you get Christmas, and then my birthday's yeah. in between that as well. So it's like four straight holidays. It's oh, awesome. that's perfect. Yeah. What's been? What's your favorite costume you ever worn? When you can think about it. Um, one year I was Captain America and he is my favorite superhero to ever exist. Every time I play hockey, I'm wearing Captain America socks. Like I have a collection of 10 pairs of just Captain America socks that I rotate through and I don't know what it is, but I just always wear those socks. And, um, that was my favorite costume just because I love them. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think for myself, I always went as a hockey player. So I guess my parents like that because they didn't have to spend money on a costume, but I was an astronaut one year. I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) Back on it. That's awesome. Yeah. I was Spider-Man another year. Well, as well, but the costume, I look back on it, it looks so bad, but I thought it was so cool when I wore it. So 
I don't know. I feel like most costumes are like that, but I thought it was, it was like, I did it like when I was like seven, but I just thought it was such a cool costume. But when I look back, back on it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, this looks horrible. That's like everything in life though. Like you can take a picture. You think you look so cool. Look back at it. Mm-hmm. Why did I ever post that? <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily I never posted it um, just because I was oh. like seven years old. So I didn't have like social media, but I just think it's yeah, sure. looking at old family photos. It's just like, oh my gosh, I thought this was cool. And it just wasn't. <laughs> that's funny now what's the best halloween candy and what's the worst halloween candy worst tootsie rolls absolutely disgusting <laughs> and then i think the best i gotta go with like twix or mars bars um or swedish berries like any any of those types of things but tootsie rolls so gross mm-hmm. so gross I like the Tootsie lollipops. I think they're cool. But oh. like once you oh really you're not into that either? No. Oh, I think I think these are awesome. Those are one of my favorite candies to get was just lollipops just because you can suck on it for like a few minutes and then it just goes away. So that's that, I actually I, I that's I, I do agree with you about the actual Tootsie roll but not the lollipop version of it. Oh. No, I don't know what it is about it. Like I just what does it taste like even? Is it chocolate? Like it's it's just gross it's so gross mm-hmm. i also don't like airheads or like any sort of taffy yeah I think it's nasty i guess for myself the best candy was reese's or um skittles i'm a big skittles guy so those were those whenever i got those in the bag that was awesome but the worst one by far is almond joy oh my gosh whenever that got thrown in your bag it was so disappointing so what is it called almond joy I don't even know. I've never even heard oh, of it. Oh, maybe it's a U.S. thing. I, I didn't know. I thought it was kind of a worldwide thing. But no, it, it's like, if, if it's kind of like a old person's candy, if that makes sense. Oh. Like, but it was just, I, every time I got it, it was like a ball of like, I don't know. It was just, I hate Almond Joy. And every time I got it, it was so disappointing. Because when yeah. you get a bag of candy after you're done trick-or-treating, that was always the, we, I never ate that. That was always the last thing that was left. <laughs> they were still there next year when you went to trick-or-treat. Still at the bottom of the bag. Yeah, I think my parents probably threw it away after a couple months of me not touching oh. it. But uh, I just, I never liked um, Almond Joy. I don't think most people I've talked to don't like it either. So yeah. now next non-hockey question, I, the final non-hockey question is, what is your biggest pet peeve? Like just ever? Yes. When people chew with their mouths open. It is so gross. I don't want to see your food when you're <laughs> eating it. And I don't want to hear it either. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. Everyone has that pet peeve, but to be honest with you, I don't really notice it that much. Maybe just because it's not, it doesn't bother me as much as other people, but do you see it all the time, like in school and stuff? Well, I mean, recently, like I haven't been eating lunch at school, come home at lunch because we're not even really allowed to sit in the cafeteria. Yeah. But like sometimes if I'm out for dinner and I'm with like other people and I see someone chewing with their mouth open, I'm like, (laughs) disgusting. so gross i hate it so much i i don't know why but i notice it and it makes me want to throw up yeah my biggest pet peeve is bad drivers um one thing that has not changed from the pandemic is just people are struggling to drive on the roads and it's traffic and all that stuff it really makes my blood boil so that's my my opinion because i have to deal with it every day yeah i actually got in it wasn't really a car accident but the other day i was driving and hit the median and burst my tire. Mm-hmm. And it was because someone was kind of coming into my, we were going through an intersection and this person starts coming into my lane 
through the intersection, which is like illegal. And so I had to kind of turn the wheel, hit the tire on the median, burst it. I was literally 30 seconds away from hockey and I had two people. Rhea was in my car and Sydney was in my car. We had to pull over on the road and just wait for my coach (laughs) to come save us because it was terrifying. That sucks. Well, are you okay? And is your car going to be good? Yeah. So they took the car in to the dealership and they said something was wrong with it. And then we took it to a mechanic and the mechanic's like, no, there's nothing wrong with it. Like you just, just put on a new tire. So the dealership lied to us. Yeah. Well, they're trying to get some money. That's the, yeah, sometimes exactly. they exaggerate some things. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the car's fine and, I, and I'm fine. It was just like, what just happened? It was yeah. scary. Well, I'm glad everything's okay with that. That's I've, <laughs> I've never, I've seen car accidents before and it's pretty scary just because, um, Cars are very um, dangerous when you kind of think about it. I don't know if when in driver's ed, but they made me watch this movie of people getting in car accidents to like kind of scare you not to get in one. And it was just, uh, it's pretty scary to think about how, how serious those things can get. So I'm glad you're okay. Yeah, for sure. yeah. Well, I want to jump back into some hockey questions. My first one is what should be done to help grow women's hockey in your opinion? Obviously you've been in the junior ranks for a long time. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen the news of just like some college programs being canceled. And uh, I, what would you do from your perspective to help grow the sport? What do you think needs to be done? I mean, I just think like, you know, advertising and promotions in the media is very crucial. Like everyone these days is online. Everyone is. Everyone's connected through social media. So I think just, you know, marketing it and continuing to do so um, like can really help bring attention to women's hockey because the game is getting better. You know, like it's, it's not, it's not awful to watch people say, Oh, I don't like women's hockey. I don't like watching it, but honestly, it's getting better. Like watching the, the women's championships. Um, like it, it, to me, it was good hockey. And I think that people need to give it like a chance. Um, but yeah, I think just through promoting it, um, bringing more attention to it, that's, it's going to help grow the game. And obviously just encouraging, you know, younger generations um, to play. Yeah, that's definitely important. And that's something I'm trying to do with this podcast is promote mm-hmm. uh, different college hockey players, but I'm starting to do junior players as, as well as now. So that's why I'm very appreciative of you coming on the podcast. It means a lot to yeah. me. And hopefully this is just a one small step to help grow yourself, uh, your team and uh, the sport as well as a whole. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Now, next hockey question is, what advice would you give one of those younger players on how to make it to the D1 college hockey level? I mean, honestly, just working hard. Um, Nothing beats grit and hard work, so just continuing with that. Um, I know, like, I I was working so hard, and I still do, but just hard work, it, it gets you noticed. But also, you know, keeping up with your grades, because one of the first questions they ask you is, how are your grades? You know, how do you do in school? And it's like, if you, if you have a bad average, if you're failing, you know, schools aren't going to want you. So just, just working hard and keeping up with your grades because it's really important. Yeah. I don't think you can play hockey if your grades aren't to a certain level. Am I correct on that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not sure like what the specific thing is and I'm not sure like I'm, I'm just not sure, but I know for sure that if you want to go to school for hockey, you need to be able to balance your grades because they're not going to take people that aren't going to, you know, do do well in school. Yeah, absolutely. Based. 
Yeah, and you might limit your options too. Like if you keep your grades up, you have more options because more schools will want you and would be able to accept you just because of your grades. So that's another thing to consider as well. Yeah, for sure. Well, do you have any shout outs uh, before the interview ends to any of your family members, uh, friends, uh, former teammates, um, anyone that we might have forgotten to mention uh, during this interview? I mean, maybe just uh, Jody Hicks, which is Ray's dad, but also one of my former coaches. Um, he completely changed the game for me in Pee Wee. Um, and he's one of the best coaches I've ever had. He, he was awesome. Super encouraging. But um I mean, other than that, love you, mom. Like, I don't know. I don't know. But, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Ashlyn, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate it. Like I said before, one of my goals is to promote players and juniors uh, who are going to play college hockey in the future. So I appreciate you taking time and talking to me today. It means a lot. And take care, stay safe, and I wish you all the best uh, for the rest of your season. And I can't wait to see you play uh, with Merrimack in the near future. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who listened to today's episode. I really appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Make sure you follow our social media accounts, and I'll see you guys next time with another great episode. But until then, take care, everyone, and have a great day. Bye. This love affair